Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beyond the Pew. Beyond the Pew. Pastor Eric Gill over there. Is this episode 11, 12? We don't know. It's 11. Or 12? Nope, it's 11. Or 12? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) We're going to figure it out. You'll you'll know. You know. If you're watching, you know. Listen, I got to (laughs) just give a shout out because you're repping the DR hat today. I am. Um, Again. The black on black. Black on black. Black gray shoes. Black black shirt. I want to I want to bring us to your attention. If the camera, if the if we have an ability to zoom in, like you're very color coordinated too. I am color you, coordinated. Yeah, you navy blue with uh, white with gray and navy blue, and your <laughs> shoes are. Why, why are we even? And your shoes are navy blue, white. Yep. They don't have yep. gray, but we'll go with yeah, black. That's fine. That's fine. That's perfect. Um. Let's get to let's it. get to this. Eric. All right. So last questions. last time you and I were together, yeah. you were the captain, but the ca- I'm the captain today. Okay. So king in the castle. Yep. What? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. We didn't get to all the questions. There's a ton of questions. You were afraid to answer them last week. So I was ahead. afraid. Um, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. So uh, let's see. Uh, let's start with this one. Are you a Marvel or a DC guy? Do you even know what that is? I do. I do know. Do you know what that is? Of course, I know what it is. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, but you how old are you? You're like fifty. Wow. Yeah. I am forty-one years old. Forty-one. Okay, so 50. so you should, you should have an idea. Fifty. You should have an idea. So wow. Marvel or DC? Wow. Um, I would say. What is no no I. I I'm genuinely curious. What is Marvel and what is I don't DC? think you know, by the I way. I know. Uh, I don't think you know. 100% no, you I know. No, you do not. I don't think you do. You're asking me because you don't no, know. No, you you're want. you saying that so that I will tell you and help you. I, I 100% know. I was the biggest DC fan ever till Marvel saw doing fan or movies. Yeah, I, I was just going to say when I was younger, I would have been more of a DC fan. Yeah. Who's your I favorite DC superhero? Who's yours? I don't think you know. <laughs> at the third time, at, Listen, at the same time, at the same time, we'll say. You want to say three, who the favorite DC as a kid? Yeah. My favorite DC character as a kid. Three, two, one. Superman. Superman. Oh, yeah. Did we just as become his friend? As a kid, <laughs> Superman. Yeah, I would say I lean more towards Marvel because yeah. of the movies. What What is your favorite Marvel superhero at the time of three? One. Oh, no, I gotta think about this for a second. Oh, okay. Think about it. He's not really a superhero. I just I think he's the best character. Uh so right. I think he's the best character. Right. Three, two, I already one. Know who, oh, wait, I, do you want me to say who I think you're gonna say? Because I know who you're okay, gonna say. Okay, think who you who you think I'm gonna say. And I'm gonna say who you think I'm saying. Who I think you're gonna say yeah. is your favorite Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think you're gonna. I think your favorite Marvel character is Thor. <laughs> is it true? Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. That's absolutely. He's awesome. Because you. You see, you see, the Rock is you. You see, Thor is you. No, no, you're I don't like, see, you're no, pretty I, consistent. I, I don't see myself as. But the, not the Maui. Thor. Why not Maui? Because Maui is it's it's uh, he's. I've heard you like to dress up like Maui. There's you, no proof of that. Okay, let me just ask this: Have you ever dressed up like Maui before? I did it. I don't for... want context. Just yes or no. <laughs> you have dressed up as Maui. You said I did it. But who's playing? Who plays? No. Who's who, who no. plays Maui? Wow. That Dwayne well, Johnson. It's a, it's so that's animated, my point. It's an animated character. So. Yes, of Dwayne Johnson. So I okay. guess. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anyhow, uh, you are Nick Fury. Nick Fury? No. Why would I be Nick Fury? Uh, yeah, you, I, He's I, not I, even like involved. All he is is like a director. Well, that's uh, that. No, the, my favorite Marvel character, as far as the character. <laughs> Because I think he's just hilarious as Iron Man. Is Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man? Like, he's just oh. his character is fantastic. 
You would go like, for him. His character, billionaire. The, <laughs> oh, the, I mean, uh, the, nothing because he's a billionaire. He just is a fantastic actor. Like he, yeah. he, he was great in the movie. Yeah, but it does help that he has all that money. It does. Yeah, that's why I said he's not really a superhero. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, let's start with this question, or uh, or go to this next question. Why did God allow Adam and Eve the option to sin? Why did God? Why did God allow Adam and Eve the option to sin? Yeah, that's a loaded way to ask that question. Yeah, because I'm, a, I'm the captain. This I week. could I could kick back and say, did God really allow them the option to sin, or was it part of the plan of God before the foundation of the world that they would sin? That's a deep, you know, that, that's because a deep, there's 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 a lot there. I I think this goes. This question hits at the heart of a very difficult um, concept to understand. And that is the sovereignty of God and the free will of man, right? I mean, this is something that has been discussed, debated for so many years in evangelical circles of what is the balance of the sovereignty of God and the free will. What of man. over was overlaps? Yeah, one. I mean, yeah. so is God fully sovereign in control of all things? If and God if he is, is, then how can there be free will? Yes, and if God is fully sovereign in control of all things, and if he's meticulously sovereign over all things, then is it truly 100% free will that yeah. man is operating under? So with Adam and Eve, prime example, if Christ is said to be slain before the foundation of the world, there's not a necessity for Christ to be slain before the foundation of the world if there was no presence of sin, if there was not a penalty that had to be paid, or, mm-hmm. or if there was not a debt that had to be paid, if the sacrifice of Christ was not necessary because there was no but sin. But why? Why would he allow? Yeah, well, which a, I that's think that's the question. Well, I think before we can get to even why would God allow them the option to sin is trying to digest and think through, did they have the option to sin or was it ordained of God that they would sin? And not that God caused them to sin or that God was the author of sin because he's not the author of sin, but in the sovereign plan of God, um, was it ordained that that this would take place and that this would happen? So I, I really can't answer that question of why did God give them the option to sin other than to say somehow in a way that our finite human minds can't comprehend, there's a balance of the sovereignty of God and, and the free will of man to an extent that man is held responsible for his decisions and sin. So we're held responsible. We're liable, right, because mm-hmm. we have chosen to sin and same as Adam and Eve, to rebel against God, right? That's a choice that was made. Is that truly, fully free will? Um, That's a hard question to answer because, again, I wouldn't believe Scripture shows God as a reactionary God, that God was fully aware of what was going to take place in the garden. Mm -hmm. Same as when Adam and Eve hid from God when they sinned, and God said, Adam, where are you? Like, God knew right where Adam was at. He, he, He didn't catch... God by surprise. Yeah. Um, so it's a question that I, I don't really have an answer for. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay, comfortable <laughs> saying I don't really have a, a firm answer for because I can't fully understand yeah. the process, the sovereignty of God, the free will of man. How do the two intersect and, yeah. and react? Other than to say this, I believe God is fully sovereign. I believe he is fully in control of all mm-hmm. things. Nothing strikes or takes God by surprise. Yeah. God is fully um, giving oversight and orchestrating as far as his plan in the exact manner and way in which he wants it to unfold, mm-hmm. and it will, exactly yeah. as God has, has ordained for it to unfold, unfold. Yeah. That includes sin and sin entering into the yeah. world. But we can't hold God responsible for sin because he's not the author yeah. of sin. Yeah. So 
it's, it is for a, responsible. Yeah. Because of the sin and rebellion they had, God um, putting them in a, in, in, an, in the garden, um, giving them the ability to eat of all the trees of the garden except for one, I think reveals man left to himself will will falter. Yeah. Right. Man left to himself will falter, and I think uh, the basic answer to the question. Again, if read the question one more time, and I'll give a basic answer. Why did God allow Adam and Eve the option to sin? The basic answer to the question would be God allows all things that he's allowed for his glory. Yeah. Somehow, some way, God is going to be glorified. Yeah. So that's a simple answer to it. Why yeah. would God allow Adam and Eve the choice to sin? Getting past, did yeah. he really allow them the choice? Yeah. Whether or not you believe that it was a choice, free will, mm. sovereignty of God or whatever, the, still the answer remains for his glory. Yeah. Is, yeah. is the answer. That's, yeah, that's good. I mean... I really don't question. have anything to add. I mean, it, 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 it is a, a question. It is a tough question. I mean, yeah. it, and that's why I think too. You see in the Bible in the New Testament uh, passages like the one that said, like the 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 things that God does, the way that God's reason is yeah. beyond understandable for those that we would call wise. Sure. I mean, there are some things that there that that to so something that God does that. We don't get to grasp or understand, and and we yeah. have to be okay with that. I mean, it's For not sure. our place to know everything. Yeah, you know. Yep. Uh, all right, I'm gonna give you another hard one because you were getting at, going at me last time. I, so. I don't think I was. I they weren't. No, that... you were. You were. So let me ask you. So what is a blind spot in modern evangelical culture? Blind spot in modern <laughs> evangelical culture. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I I guess I think that one area that and I don't think this is a, across the board in evangelical culture I think an area that sometimes evangelicals can be blinded to is sometimes Christians evangelical Christians are blinded to how harsh and uncaring they come across in their response to some cultural things that are happening. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there are a lot of things. For example, when there's a tragedy that takes place, I mean, we talked about, a little bit about this last week, about with, with some of the shootings that have taken place recently in Highland Park and in Akron with the young man that was killed. And um, with, with the things that have taken place, I'm shocked sometimes at how blinded some believers are to how uncaring and unloving they can come across as they're trying to promote something from the Bible, mm -hmm. right? So the Bible speaks about how the gospel is an offense. Yeah. The cross is going to be foolishness to those who are perishing. Yeah. Jesus talking about if the world hated me, the world will hate you yeah. because a servant is, a not, a, is not above his master, right? Yeah. So very clearly persecution, hatred towards the gospel and those that are promoting the gospel is going to be prevalent in our, our culture. And if we're hated because of the gospel or the gospel was an offense, so be it. I think a lot of Christians are blinded, though, to how sometimes they actually are the offense, not the gospel. And, and that's a problem because we are called to speak the truth in love, right? We're to we're yeah. not compromise on biblical truth, but there's a way in which we can present truth unapologetically, be unapologetically biblical, and at the same time show care, meekness, kindness, gentleness, yeah. you know, and love in how we present ourselves. So to me, that's a blind spot for a lot of evangelicals. They're so black and white, a lot yeah. of people about, well, this is what the Bible says, so I don't care what anybody thinks. Well, yeah. we should care for people while we're speaking the yeah, truth, for not sure. to a point where we compromise truth. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. But I think that's an area of, yeah. of blindness right now. I, I would add to that, uh, for me, I think one area 
and we have discussed this previously, it's an area of uh, legalism. Sure. I think many people are blinded to that, that they're being legalistic in their approach mm-hmm. and their beliefs and their uh, interactions with people. And, sure. and, and, and obviously, you know, legalism is, is damaging to, 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 to God. It's Absolutely. damaging, to, not, not to God, not but to... God, to, but to the- cause of the gospel to, to the cause of the gospel yeah. uh and so i think that that's an area that you, you see it very uh often and yeah. and in any tr- uh, evangelical circle sure. you know uh and so that's something to be careful i mean i i just kept thinking uh, just recently even even a, when we were at that mission show we discussed i i had a, a someone approach me and, and make the statement that you know when she sees someone that is miss 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 uh not dressed appropriately the way that they approach it is by saying, "Hey, you dress as a and forgive me the word, but you dress as a whore." Yeah, and I think that's an example of, you know, <laughs> it's very kind, very kind, that. and and, yeah. and 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 I think, and I mean that that struck me. I mean, I, I didn't know what to say because I'm like, really, that's that's how you would approach it, and yeah, and I, I think, think that's, there's there's nicer ways to approach that. Correct, right? but I yeah. think that's an an idea, and and, sure. and our and their. In, in their in their belief in our in, in our belief and I'm guilty of time I, I, of of crossing that barrier of legalism right to think that uh, that's the way it is and I may be blinded to that but that's something that we should be aware of as well like there we can be legalistic and we have to be careful yeah uh, listen to that podcast I don't know what episode it was but yeah we talk about it <laughs> yep um, do you feel that an online church can replace being uh, can an online church replace being a part of a physical church? And, and this is a really interesting question because even like recently with the whole metaverse, you know, this sure. online thing, I've saw churches coming up with or, or online gatherings on the metaverse and yeah. uh, calling that their new gathering place. Uh, do you think that that's something that could potentially happen? Should that happen? Should we be encouraged by that? Yeah. Um, let me ask. Let me answer the question first of the should it replace it i i i will answer your question first yeah some people will start using meta the metaverse as a replacement yeah i think that's coming um but already there are believers who are connected to an online community of believers or mm-hmm. streaming online that feel that's a replacement for physical presence in the church and so um there are a couple thoughts i have on one uh, the the short answer of can online replace in pre- in person short answer I would say is no um, because the Bible calls us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together mm-hmm. and biblically the model that is present there was together being in person with each other yeah. right because that's how you're able I mean I I would struggle to see how attending an online service or making exclusively your presence for the church online, I would struggle to see how it would be possible simply online to um, accomplish the one and others that the scriptures talk yeah. about. Love one another, care for one another, bear one another's burdens, confess your faults mm-hmm. to one another, um, do good to one another. Like all the one and others, build one yeah. another up. It's hard to see how that could physically, or how that could actually take yeah. place independent of any kind of physical connection. Um, but also I think it's very difficult to see the exercising of the gifts. Yeah. The Bible speaks about if you're a believer, you've been given a gift for the edification of the body of Christ. And so even in regards to the exercising of the gifts to say that being done on an online platform would be difficult. Now, um, in addition to that, I think we can be very narrow minded sometimes as Christians in America to think that it's just the American church. If you look at the church globally, and this is the case in the book of Acts. Yeah. 
This was the case when the New Testament believer uh, would be under great threat of persecution. And, uh, and they were gathering together in house to house, home to home, under threat of severe persecution. Yeah. And yet they were still meeting and gathering present day in the world in which we live. Believers in other countries around the world doing that. that are being told you're not permitted to gather. Mm-hmm. That are being told you will be arrested if you gather in, in certain size groups. That are being told, you know, you're, you, there's severe consequences if you get... They still gather yeah. because they are they are are fulfilling and uh, calling biblically on their lives yeah. as believers to not forsake assembling. So to me, those are strong arguments yeah. that as a believer in Christ, we need to gather together as the body of Christ yeah. in person. Now... Certainly, there there's always um, I think examples of of times where that might not be possible, or yeah. where the best thing for someone may be to take a time where they're not able. Obviously, if there are health issues and physical reasons or other reasons that yeah. before the Lord, again, this is your conscience before God that would allow you to to not be. Um, I think that those would be very rare, yeah. but I do think that there's a very a very big danger of a mindset in the evangelical world today of I'll just tune in online and, and that'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, it, you don't get what you get yeah. when you're in person Correct. with a believer in Christ. And, and I would say it, it, online church is a tool, but it shouldn't be the form or, or, or the method, you know, like sure. it should be a tool that you can use when you're traveling, when you are not able for an X, Y, and C reason, but they should be in a desire of each believer to still be able to, be in a in a prince in a, in a phys, in a church physically, you know, yeah. to be able to have that things. I mean, there's nothing better than to come together in a church, uh, in a physical church, come together with your brothers and sisters and to worship God. Yeah. To see the lives change. I mean, just think about Easter. I mean, the Easter is awesome because you have the message of the gospel so. Uh, evident, you know, and I wish that it was not just Easter. I wish that it would be every Sunday, but Easter is sure. a good example of just how everyone's in mind, for the most part, is it's 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 the picture of the gospel, and then you see baptism, you see people coming together, worshiping God for what He has done for us on the cross. Yep. It's a great thing. You don't get that in a, in a, in an online yeah. uh, platform. Uh, I saw this picture actually uh, this morning, and it was uh, it was a, it was a picture of uh, in, in in Africa of a bunch of zebra just together, a group of zebra together. And you saw this? And then there was, uh, in the same picture, there was a lion chasing one zebra. And the caption was, if... The, if if the phrase I'm I I, I I how was it if if I'm not gonna if I don't need church was a picture yeah this is what it would look like yeah. and, and I thought it was neat I mean I don't know what you thought but I thought it was neat just you know uh, you look at all these documentaries and you talk about how the 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 lions and the and the um you know those those the 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 ones that go out attacking the predators, animals, the predators, yeah. how they uh, how they're looking for the ones that are alone because sure. they're an easy target. Sure. And there is a picture there, which is true of how you know we're in the Bible. We talk about this how Satan is out there as a roaring lion looking sure. to devour. And you know those of us that are not in fellowship, those of us that are not in community, those of us that are left by ourselves, that are just living life alone. We're more susceptible to be to fall for the attacks of Satan than to those that have the accountability of others, that have the encouragement of others, the support of others, yeah. the prayer of others. Which again is why it's so important to be part of the local church. Yeah, and I, I think a question that needs to be asked for people listening, you know, that maybe need to be challenged on this, 
if you're not attending church in person um, and, and you're watching only online, a question I would ask every single person who's refusing to come in person is what is your reason for not being with the believer in person? Yeah. What's the reason? And so the frustrating thing is when you talk to individuals and they say, well, you know, COVID hit and I'm still not comfortable coming together with people on Sunday morning and it's just, it's safer, but they're going to concerts, they're going to sporting events, they're going to, you know, Grocery uh, store. they're going to the stores, they're going to the mall, yeah. they're going to their kids sporting and there's people everywhere, everywhere, but they won't come to church. And so that's where my question would be, what is the reason that you are not attending with a yeah. body of believers in person. And, you know, one of the questions that might come up from this, because it could almost look like hypocrisy, is, well, why do we live stream then? Yeah. Right? If we think it's not a replacement, why do we live stream? And yeah. I can just tell you the heart behind our live streaming or putting our services online, one is for the individuals that are incapable of attending. They have legitimate reasons, because that's a reality. Because of physical ailments, <clears throat> handicaps, because of um, yeah. sickness, whatever reasons, they they physically can't be here. Correct. We want to make available to them that, that worship and teaching of the word. Um, we want that to be available. Another reason we do it is because, you know, families that are looking for Bible-believing churches, they're not necessarily going to in-person show up and check out every church, but they're going to look online as they try to find a church that preaches the gospel and sees mm-hmm. what the church does. So we do this by means of uh, letting other believers that are looking for churches know, hey, this is what we do, this is who yeah. we are, for the believer that can't attend, but also for the unbeliever or for the yeah. one that is that is not going to step foot in church initially because they're not a follower of Christ, but they'll watch a video, right? Yeah. They'll watch a service online because it's so much... We do it because the people that aren't going to come or won't be here, there's an impact that can be made that way. So um, it's not a replacement, yeah. right? Um, but at the same time, I, I would ask any believer, what would be the reason you are not gathering yeah. with the church? Because yeah. they should be gathering. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, to switch it a little bit, Bruce, uh, you know, as a pastor, you've been a pastor for how many years? Uh, almost 20. 20. Almost 20 years. Time, wow. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's a, that's a career right there. Yeah. Uh, do you get nervous before public speaking, or are you used to it? Nervous before public speaking? Um, no, I don't think I ever get nervous. Um, it, it, I, I never really have gotten nervous really? as far as public speaking. I mean, even when I was in school, from the time I was in you know high school, uh, junior high with plays, high school I did plays. So public speaking. Pu- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you did plays. <laughs> so were you like a like were you like the kid from High School Musical? Do you Troy? Is that I think that was his name? Not uh, musicals, plays. What's the difference? Well, play you don't sing in it. Um, what do you do? What was your I character? Was in, like I was in a play, Adventures of Tom Sawyer. <laughs> um, I played Tom Sawyer. You Adventures were Tom Sawyer. Sawyer. What, what was your What was your most uh, uh, famous line? Oh, um, well, I could tell you the line that my wife always got. <laughs> that my wife got mad at uh, in high school. Um, no, I was in I was in The Adventures of Tom oh, Sawyer. Sorry. I played Tom Sawyer. I was in Anne of Green Gables. In the who? Uh, Anne of Green Gables. I pl- played Who's that? Gilbert Blythe. Uh, Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, that's a it's a book and a movie. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I was in. So that. you were basically a celebrity. No, it wasn't a celebrity. Were you the most popular but, kid in your school? No, listen. Where's this coming? You were in a what, where's this coming from? Because what was the question initially? Public speaking. Oh, public speaking. Yeah. No, my point being, I just never, I never really got real nervous about public speaking. I would say there's a difference between being nervous though and feeling the the heaviness and weight 
of the responsibility. So in the message. Yes. Yeah. So like public speaking, just public speaking, I don't get nervous about it. I don't care yeah. how big the crowd is, I'm not nervous. Preaching though, preaching the word on Sunday morning, I would not say it's a nervousness. I would say there is a a weight though yeah. of recognizing this is a a very high responsibility and calling. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't, I never take that lightly or flippantly, yeah. but I wouldn't call it nerves. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I get um, it. So, yeah. So for me, I, I mean, I think back when I was younger, I had a fear of being in front of people. Like okay. I was petrified yeah. to the point that like, if you would, if there, if there was like an assignment in school and they would ask me to stand in front of people, I would just freeze and start sweating. Yeah. Like, yeah. like just like froze. Like I would be like, all right, like, What's going on? I remember actually one time I, I had an opportunity uh, last minute. I was 15, about 15, 14 years old. They needed somebody to translate a message from English to Spanish. I, ha- I have very low level of, uh, of understanding of the ling- uh, English language at that point. And uh, I don't know, know why, but they asked me and I went. And I don't know why I say yes, but I went. And I remember that the American pastor started teaching. And uh, in English, and I was supposed to translate that in Spanish, and I just froze to the point that, like, he just looked at me. It's like, come on, look, what are what are you doing? And that day, I look back, and I was so nervous that I, I am of the conviction that I, I I preached my first message. Then I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was like it was not near close or anything that had to do with what he taught. Oh, that's and, encouraging to hear. Like yeah, when you, yeah. <laughs> as someone who sometimes has to go overseas and you use a yeah. translator, that, uh, I mean, that's you can t- you can tell if your if your translator can yeah. understand what you're saying or not, or sure. your, you know your interpreter. I I did not. I did. I had no idea what he was saying. I was so nervous. I that's was just, funny. you know. But here's what's interesting though. So like for me, when I when to be in front of people now today, I have I don't get nervous. Just like you said, I don't get yeah. nervous. Now when it comes to teaching the word of God, there is that heaviness that yeah. makes me. You know, hesitant or not hesitant, but makes me more like, okay, let let me think through what I'm going to sure. be saying. You know, sure. you want to make sure that you're not leading people astray. Yes, and I think that is a healthy fear or a healthy uh, consideration because you want to make sure that you're not I'm not relying on my uh, abilities or my skills that I'm truly relying on the Holy Spirit and that is the Holy Spirit using me. And so I think that's the case. But something that interestingly that happened to me uh, when I went to that mission trip. I got an opportunity to teach in Spanish. I felt more, I feel more, which is crazy to me. I feel more comfortable, more confident on standing in front of people in English as my second language than in Spanish mm-hmm. as my first language. Uh, and so that, I thought that was an interesting, interesting, interesting thing. I would have never yeah. thought that. But anyways, I don't know if that has to do with the question, but yeah. I just threw no, it. I was direct opposite. I would be the one that when... Like if they wanted someone extemporaneously to share something up front, or or call, I'd be like, I hope they pick me because I used to love to get up front and like just talk. <laughs> you still so, like that though? Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's 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 something I enjoy. So, uh, what TV show are you binge watching right now? What TV show am I binge watching right now? Do you know what that means? Binge yes, watching? Yes, I know what oh, that okay. means. What you, well, you thought I was fifty last time? <laughs> that I was fifty. I'm forty-one. Um, well, I. I I'm in the same camp as like billions of other people in that we're watching Stranger Things, the, the uh, last part of Stranger Things. Which you would, yeah. Just because I don't want to get called or emailed. I'm not endorsing Stranger Things. If someone's like, are you watching? She's telling everybody. I'm not telling yeah. you to watch it. I'm just saying, if you're asking, is there a TV show? Yeah. Uh, I'm watching it simply because I want to know where America is, Eric. And nice, I know, I nice. Know for the, for the purpose at. of the gospel. <laughs> for the purpose of the gospel. <laughs> but yeah, so we've been, we've been watching Stranger Things just Good. to see. See where Good. I, I, 
I just started watching, so I, I'm not fully done with it. So, again, just like you, my disclaimer is I'm not endorsing it, but there's this new show from Amazon with uh, Chris Pratt, and it's about uh, – uh, it's been not, it's been really intriguing. It's about a Navy SEAL commander hmm. who uh, gets his whole squad killed, and he's out to bang it for, for vengeance. Oh. So it's a very uh, action-packed yeah. show, which Kind-loving. I like Kind-loving compassionate show oh yeah, oh, yeah. i mean he's out there america <laughs> you know, it's american proud of america proud to be american anyways all right um bruce so i'm gonna ask you this question and uh for you first and then i'll give my my uh my five cents what should our response be towards the immigration disagreements <laughs> in the country today <laughs> the immigration disagreements <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I it with it depends on depends on who you believe, right? I mean, there's so much misinformation and and information that's being circulated depending on if it's coming from the right or from the left. I who knows who's telling the truth? Who knows what yeah. what I would say is is, you know, my responsibility, your responsibility as a believer is to love people, is to care people, yeah. care for people. I also think there's a balance of loving and caring for people with upholding the rule of law right? right i mean the bible speaks about the role of government is is you know they've been appointed by god and the passage talks about like, you know to be able to punish the evildoer or to uphold peace and and so we're a, a nation of laws and so we have immigration laws and immigration laws that should be followed when there's a violation of that law it would seem logical sense as well as biblical sense when there's a violation of, of law that there should be consequences and there should be actions so that there's not chaos and disorder. Yeah. That seems to be a biblical, you know, biblical yeah. stance. That being said, um, that does not allow for the promotion of mistreating or being inhumane to or, you know, abuse of of those that um you know come illegally or those that are in need so th- there's so much misinformation disinformation out there um you know without being overly political but trying to be biblical yeah. on this i would say that it's the responsibility of the believer to love and care for all people yeah um it's the responsibility of the believer to seek to meet needs and care for people in a way that would honor christ but it's also the responsibility of government, as appointed by God, to maintain order. Correct. And to be able to maintain that order, you know, laws are in place and, and need to be followed. So, yeah. um, again, individual conscience before the Lord. Don't violate your conscience. But yeah. we should care and love people, but at the same time uphold rule of law. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, as, a, as an immigrant, I would say, too, I would say that uh, it is each, each country's responsibility and right to— uh, to protect his own borders, to protect sure. his own country, right? Sure. Uh, I think that's 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 something that needs to be understood. You yeah. know, I think that sometimes we, and I, and I've seen it like argument around here in America where 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 I've seen uh, people, I, I've seen individuals try to speak on behalf of immigrants and say, well, you know, this is how it should be, and like yeah. they're like like you know, I I may, I'm not speaking for all immigrants. I'm speaking for myself. As one, an individual immigrant, I believe that, and, and I have the conviction that every country has the right to protect its own border. Sure. Uh, I think it's necessary, and I think it needs to be done. At the same time, I think that uh, each country has the opportunity to set, or, or has the responsibility to set the right parameters, the right set of laws to protect this country from 
uh, you know, whatever things that could happen, you know, from from terrorists, from uh, people that that want to come to the country to harm the country, you know, whatever that is. Sure. I'm not going to get into all the details, but I think there is a right that there's that's within the rights of each country, right? I think that uh, that an immigrant has the responsibility to do it right. As a Christian, you know, I, I will say that there is no, there's, there's never going to come a point where uh, the means and the situation that they an immigrant may be facing should prompt them to illegally come into a country, right, as an immigrant, right? Like, as if you're a believer, I believe that there is not a circumstance that will grant you the responsibility or the right to be able to come to a country illegally. I think there are parameters that have been set that, if you want to come to a country as an immigrant, you need to do them under those parameters. So follow Bef- the rule. Follow the rule before the, yeah. lo- before the Lord. Now, you may say, well, there's some out there that don't have those means, that they may not be able to do those things. That it's, it's a dead-on-life situation. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking yeah, well, about— there's a difference between refugees, right? Correct. And seeking political asylum. Correct. Seeking asylum because as refugee status. Correct. Versus those that are seeking to enter the country yeah. as immigrants and do so illegally. Correct. Right, so— and, 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 and this is something that I have to be careful because I sometimes, if I'm not, if I'm not careful, I get anger, angry. Because, I mean, I know my journey to be able to be here in the U.S. legal legally, and it's not an, it was not easy— uh, it, it require a lot of, uh, you know, like not not challenges, but it, it was a lengthy process, right? And 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 so I did it the right way, and I and I see how uh, there are people out there that they're not done it, they haven't done it the right way, and how they're, you know, people are trying to defend them and trying to advocate them after if the, as, as if there is not an opportunity to do it the right way, sure. you know, there is a right way to do those things, and we should thrive to do those things. Now, the flip side, as a Christian, and you hinted to that, I will say that it is our responsibility as believers to meet people where they are and to be kind and loving and a testimony to them. Sure. Whether those people have the legal status or not the legal status, if they are in your community, if they are in your uh, within your reach, I believe that we have a responsibility as Christians to share with them the gospel, to treat them with the love of God, to be of a testimony to them. Sure. You know, we're not we're not there to police. We're there to to share the gospel for them, you know, sure. and, and I think that's something that we need to to uh, to understand. And, I, and and I fl- and, and another little thing I will say, and you can add to this, is the importance of being well informed. I think that we can be care- we, if we're not careful, we can let ourselves to believe any random things and think yeah. that they're facts when that's not the when it's not the case. I think that is. It's important for us when it comes to the topic of immigration to be well informed with truth, sure. with facts, not with just what someone out there is saying Correct. that doesn't know anything about the topic. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people who are speaking out of ignorance. Like Correct. They're uninformed, and they're believing any political headline they see or any political candidate statements or whatever. Um, and so we have to be informed Correct. Right, as believers before we're going to take a, a firm stance one Correct. way or the other. Yeah. So So that was my fifth, my yeah, five cents. It's good. Uh, and then, okay, last question to just be done and just make it quick and we can make it quick and then you can tell them the number. Uh, what is your favorite part of living in Ohio? <laughs> My favorite part of living, living in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Once, when you find it, let me know because I'm still looking for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, I, um, I've, 
living where we're currently at, I would say it's the vicinity to my, you know, my parents, my yeah. sisters, my family. Like there's, they're within, you know, close range. My mother and father-in-law. Um, you but know, that has nothing to do with Ohio, though. No, but I'm saying living in Ohio, we're within a close distance to Pennsylvania, which is where they all live. <laughs> You're right. So, so I would say the vicinity to family. Let me, let me flip this question. If you, if Marinada could be anywhere in the U.S., where would you want it to be? Right now? Right now. Florida. Florida? Yes. Yeah. For many reasons. For many reasons. Many reasons. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, Ohio, I guess you could say it gets all four seasons. Yeah. Um, however brief two yeah. of them are. I mean, you, you spring, <laughs> spring, summer, fall, winter. Yeah. There, I don't know. I mean, I used to be a. You're, you how I long, used to be how a long have you been in Ohio? Indians fan. Um, and what team is that? You know, correct. Um, so, yeah. How, how about long, you? I mean, how how was, long have you been in Ohio? Uh, fourteen years. Fourteen years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm still figuring it out. I, I would tell you though, I do like that. I can drive. I don't have to drive an hour to go to Chick Fil A. Like yeah, there are a lot of Chick Fil A's. Yeah, there is Chick Fil A's around here. You rep Chick Fil A a lot. You big Chick Fil A. I like Chick Fil A, man. Okay. It's the Lord's sandwich. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that's the what they Lord's, said. Some people the say Lord's you, I, yeah, sandwich yeah. Chick Fil A. Some people wow. say that that's how we're gonna be having. No, I'm, I'm done there. <laughs> wow! What do you get when you go Chick Fil A? I know we're wrapping up here, but what do you get? I get number your... one with no pickles. And number one, we know Is pickles. that just because Kanye West talked about number one? with No, it's just because it's... Do you get lemonade to drink? I get a lemonade. It's Kanye West. That's no, it's just that that's what, they're, that's what they're good. You probably go there and you get the club sandwich. Why do you get so fired up? No, you I'm just saying. So, I'm just saying. Like, you're the double, I can see you. You, you, you get all fired up. Because I can just see you. You go there and you're like, hey, can I have a number five? A club sandwich. Is that number five? I don't know. Maybe. I get a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah, so did you get a number one? Chick-fil-A. I don't know. Is it number one? I don't act like you don't know. I don't. I normally don't get the fries because I'm not a big waffle fry guy. So what do you get? Chick-fil-A sandwich. That's it. It's a, I just want one sandwich and water. No, I like their cherry Coke. Uh, Chick-fil-A is good cherry Coke. But I, I'm not a big waffle fry guy. Do you like their milkshake? Uh, I've only had Chick-fil-A milkshakes maybe twice. Wow. Three times, maybe. They're okay. I'm not a big... Listen, I think the, they're the, the uh, cookies and cream milkshake is different. Is it different. good? Oh, okay. It is well, different. I do like the Chick-fil-A sauce, though, on the uh, yeah. sandwiches. You now, know what are really now, good, though? Now, let me, let me, let me throw... And I know we're done, and I know we're prolonging it, but now that we're in the topic, this is a very important question. Chick-fil-A or Racing Canes? Chick-fil-A, without even... Really? I don't even have to think about it. Chick-fil-A is better than Racing Canes. Really? Yes. There's no question. Um... I do like Chick-fil-A's chicken mini, like the breakfast ones, you know, with the... Oh, those. I just had one of those the other day. Wow. It's actually, is it pa- it's past time. Yeah, right? oh, wow. That's, those are really good. Yeah. They stopped serving those at like 1030. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I should go to Chick-fil-A today. Chick-fil-A sounds really I've good. I've been in America. I haven't been here for, since I registered for too long. For DR, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. At any rate, uh, if well, people have more questions, the number? 330-331-6453. Uh, if you have questions, 330-331-6453. And uh, we'd love to have you submit those. Um, we'll be back next week. Next week. Um, or no, we don't know that. Yeah. So. Yep. Next week we'll be back. We'll, we'll be, be back. tackling more questions. We still didn't get to all the questions. No, there's a so lot we'll get, of more. We'll get some so more questions. We'll get to that. And uh, we'll, we'll try to hammer them all out. If you have more questions, submit them. Because yeah. We'd love to do that. Uh, we ask it every week. Eric, what do we ask? Every we week. We want to know what is your life looking like beyond the pew. Yeah. We hope it's glorifying to the Lord. And uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next Bye-bye. week.